1: Police continue their search for those teens wanted in connection to the three murders. And the father of Breyer, Schmegaleski, you know, he has been speaking out. Now he's saying, you know, he doesn't believe his son is a neo-Nazi, but he does admit he was fascinated by all the stuff you can buy, all the, you know, the, the you know, the historic aspects of it. But he did say between the ages of 8 to 16, he was not part of his life. And at that time, he believes his son started to believe he was a Russian. (laughs) He was a big fan of Trump and uh, Putin. His mom has written a letter, um, you know, asking for her child to come home, stating, you know, he was a loving boy, would never hurt anyone. And she just wants him safe. But the question is, where are they? Both Breyer Schmegaleski and Cam McLeod have been on the run since mid-July, and and police believe they are closing in on them. They are still, said, or most likely in Gillam, Manitoba. This is a very remote area of northern Manitoba. And the cops would have that whole area surrounded, and they just keep moving in, in, in. In until they flush them out. But we're not talking hiking country. This is not Algonquin Park. This is not, you know, the B.C. interior. The the conditions are very harsh, extremely unforgiving. And just think of the bugs. So if you're not prepared, it's not going to end well. None of this is going to end well anyway. But how long can you survive in the wild like this if, in fact, you don't really know what you're doing? Let's ask a guy who would know. uh, Terry... Terry Grant is, of course, the man who knows a lot about this. He is Man Tracker himself, and of course you would know his show. Terry joins us now. Hi there. Hey, how are you? Are you familiar with this particular area of the country?
0: No, not at all.
1: From those who have described it, they uh, you know, they they describe it, you know, as a lot of swampland, you know, soft land, uh very heavy brush. It's not the kind of there's no marked paths, there's no areas where you can kind of just Run around. It's just a very unforgiving part of the Canadian landscape. How long can someone untrained, uh, you know, hang out there or survive?
0: Um, Untrained, if they made it a week, I would be very impressed. Um, Even a trained person, you know, you need to know what the heck you're doing out there because in the the country you've just described, it's really easy to go in a big circle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we all curve in the bush, but when you're walking through heavy, thick brush and you come to a little swamp or something, you're going to try to go around it and then you hit another one and you try to go around that and you end up coming right back to where you started. Sure. So it's it's really hard to gain any distance from where you started unless you use a map and a compass and you have an end point. And it doesn't sound like there's a whole lot of stuff out there to get to right. <laughs> once you're in the bush. So, you know if you know, and if they have great big packs on them it's going to make it harder to get around and you know you need food and stuff for a week and there are some plants and stuff you can eat out there but it it takes a lot of stuff for two guys to be physically active and stay alive for a week.
1: Which, if you're on the run, um, as these two are said to be, uh you know, the less you carry, the better off and the easier it is. So who knows what they've got? They seem to be burning things and you know disposing of things along the way. Um and so again, things like hunger and food would be the number one issues, but then you have to consider the bugs because they have a lot of black flies up there which can drive someone to a point of, uh, you know, going nuts, but you're also yeah. dealing with wild animals. I mean, what's the biggest threat? Because it is summer. At the same time, it doesn't necessarily make it any easier.
0: Yeah, I think bugs is your biggest threat up there. Um, yeah, there's probably lots of black bears and stuff up there, but I don't think they have the grizzlies to worry about. Um, in that kind of country, you're probably running into moose, but the calves are growing up big enough now. The moose are just going to leave. They're going to run away from you. Um I, th- I think bugs would be the controlling factor, and if you're not prepared for those bugs, you yeah, you spend a week out there, you're going to want the police to come get you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's uh, I've heard that from a few people who've uh, done tree planting. They say after a while, you just kind of lose your mind, which then, you know, if one of them, you know, of the two is not the driving pilot on this thing, you know, that can also drag back because if you've got an unwilling participant or someone who is no longer feeling that the adventure is as much fun as they thought uh, and they start to drag you back, it just makes survival all the, all the more difficult.
0: Oh, Definitely. Yeah, it's no different than camping with somebody that gets grumpy because it rains on the second day. You know, it just makes everybody miserable. And in this case, if one guy is not 100% dedicated to going 100 miles through the bush and living in the bush for the rest of their lives, the other guy is not going to be able to drag him along and not going to want to. So, And if they split up, then and it's even worse for them.
1: Sure. And the the other challenge they would have is it's not like they can pitch a tent. It's not like they can build a fire because all of those things would be dead giveaways to the aerial searches. uh, It would be a dead giveaway. And so they really are limited with, you know, if they fish, what are they getting the fish with? How are they cooking it? Um, And again, they're, you know, without a tent, they would have to build something. But all of these things become targets for those watching and moving in. Because as as one officer told me, you know, they've got this area probably circled and they just continue to move in, and, you know, and kind of choke them off.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure they're flying over there with their flare at night and, you know, there any heat signatures that are showing up, any fires, any humans, any animals are going to show up. And um, if there's any trappers, cabins or anything up there or stuff like that that would be you know a good place to start looking because they're going to need shelter of some kind but uh if the police just keep doing what they're doing i'm pretty confident they'll get them
1: you mean you kind of you work with people um you know you've done this kind of thing where you'll put people into circumstances that they weren't sure of and i think even the best um and most optimistic person who thinks that this kind of adventure would be good have you found that they learn along the way that yeah it's not as easy as they thought
0: Oh, every one of them that has done any kind of stuff with me on the show they're at the end, they're like, this is way harder than I ever expected it to be. Because it's not just a hike in the bush. You've got somebody that's, they want to catch you. And everybody that's going through the bush, they say, well, I'm going to do this because they think I'm going to do that. Well, the search and rescue and the police have profiled enough people. We know what you're going to do Mm -hmm. before you even do it. And it's exactly what you're doing. You think you're using reverse psychology, but you're doing exactly what the profile of people trying to get away from someone does. So it makes it actually a little more even predictable of what they're going to do and where they're going to go. And the land is going to dictate where they can go.
1: Yeah yeah and, and and by the way when you don't have a path that's marked it gets very very difficult to walk and you're cut and you're bruised and all the rest of it um just before i let you go uh terry um i know that you have been called in from time to time in these kind of big searches uh you know given your experience um and a lot of you guys would be watching this do you expect uh, you know do you get called for your advice on this kind of stuff
0: um once in a while yes but not very often um i'm still kind of under the the search and rescue protocol where the uh i mean the rcmp has to call me out or they have to be the ones to call me i I do get lots of calls from people where the search has been called off after two or three weeks and then they call me and they're desperate for help and it's like i'm really sorry but there's nothing i can do at this point you know we've had 3,000 people walk all over the place and the dogs can't find them pretty good chance i can't
1: so. yeah and, and and good point on the dogs they would have dogs out there uh especially trained uh, to pick up that scent. i
0: would think i would think so yes yeah, yeah.
1: well so it's a fascinating what direction travel, what's that
0: then once they know a direction of travel that they're going then they can look at a map and say okay there's a big swamp over here there's a bigger swamp over here and there's you know a cabin back in here let's that's probably where they're going to go the land is going to kind of push them and pull them in certain directions
1: mother nature always wins in there yeah, exactly terry yep. thanks for your uh your uh, time today and thanks for your expertise i appreciate it
0: thank you you're welcome
1: that is uh terry grant the one and only of man tracker